your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We're going to start with a piece on gambling because the gambling legislation has been in the news this week. Um, first, we're going to take a listen to this. It might put it all into perspective. You didn't really think she was going to take you back after everything you've put her through? We're going to work things out. No. I want my marriage back. I'm not going to give up on it. Sharon isn't the answer to your problem. You stitch me up. You can stick your advice. Why? Because he cares more about Ma than you do. Don't say that. I love her. Then let her go. That's not up to you. I have watched you destroy her with your gambling. And now you want to hurt her again? I'll change. Things will be different. When are you going to stop kidding yourself? You're an addict. You've wrecked your life and you are wrecking ours until we said enough. All right, take it easy. No, he needs to hear the truth. You threw us away for a bet. You don't get to decide when you want us back. You're abandoning me now. She didn't say that. My own family. In the back, Sammy. You stay away from Ma. You're no good for her anymore. That's the character Anto from RTE's Soap Fair City and the impact his gambling had on the family there. And that storyline has been running for a long time and it's still running, I think. New regulations will see the ban of gambling advertisements between 5.30am and 9pm. And Taoiseach Michal Martin has said the new legislation will protect people from gambling addictions, which he says is devastating to people and families. Limerick Addiction Councillor Michael Gearan joins us in the studio this morning and we have Limerick Fianna Fáil Minister of State Niall Collins on the line. I'm just going to go to you first, Niall. Can you hear us there? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Um, Niall, it's not just, uh, I suppose that's what's been, you know, getting the headlines, but what else is in this legislation? Can you give us an idea? Well, essentially, it's um, a very reforming piece of legislation. It's it's going to bring the... um, complete um, legislation framework which is presently around legislation which is completely outdated um, up to up to date and fit for modern purpose um, you've outlined yourself there some of the some of what's in the bill in terms of a, a ban on advertising um, during core hours um, there'll, there'll be other features of it which will um, empower um a newly established body to be known as the Gambling Regulatory Authority, which is a body which will oversee all forms of um, gambling in, in the country. Uh, that body will have powers um, to issue licenses. Um, so any form of gambling will now have to have a license. There'll be, I suppose, three core groups of licenses. Um, the, the body will also have a role and a remit to enforce the licensing regime and also to um, keep on top of the ever-changing online um, space within which gambling and advertising takes place. And there's a significant feature in it also um, whereby um, promotions by gambling companies and advertising, not alone the the banning of advertising during core hours, but also the the types of advertising that will be allowed thereafter um, will will also be regulated. So in other words... um, advertising uh, by way of promotion which targets young people or indeed vulnerable people and that will all be regulated. So I suppose really in a a sense it's about bringing the legislation uh, into the modern day, into the present day 
um, and updating all of that legislation because currently gambling is regulated by um, a combination of legislation um, which where there's jurisdiction for the revenue commissioners, where there's jurisdiction for Angarda Fiacana and where there's jurisdiction um, for local authorities even. And often those uh, pieces of legislation conflict with each other and those pieces of legislation have evolved in a haphazard um, manner over nearly over the life of the state, we, we could say, because some of the legislation goes back um, a long, long time. So I, I think it's welcome. Will the regulator have, you know, how much power will they have? Um, the regulatory authority and the regulator will be independent. They, they will have powers, obviously, to license, uh, to levy the industry, to fund themselves, but also to enforce um, to enforce the legislation, to enforce conditions on their licensing, but also to um, um, to monitor and to, to take prosecutions under the legislation. So it will be um, um, it will be an authority that, that will have real power and uh, ability to enforce. And I think that's right and proper because the whole legislation, it's about getting the balance right between allowing people to um, engage in gambling, um, you know, in a responsible and in an open manner. But we have to, uh, at all times, recognise that there's huge addiction issues and uh, vulnerable people who are attracted to and who are, who are held captive. And what uh, about this um, social impact fund? What's that about? Yeah, so again, um, the, the, the Gambling Regulatory Authority will, 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 raise, will raise money from the gambling industry uh, and part of that funding um, will, will obviously go to running to the running of this Gambling Regulatory Authority. But uh, also there will be a social impact fund which um, will be there to support vulnerable people uh, and, and people um, who, um, who, uh, who need support because, as I say, um, I was, as I was about to say, gambling um, is also very, very addictive and very, very vulnerable people uh, fall prey to, to gambling practices and the habit of gambling and it wreaks havoc on so many lives and it's done in a silent manner. So many other addictions that we experience in our society and, and in our lives um, are, are very overt in that people, you know, there are red flags that can be seen early on um, in the crisis. But um, with gambling, a lot of it takes place, um, you know, behind closed doors. Well, yeah, you have such modern technology now as well that you could be gambling away and no one would even know. Um, yeah, that's the it's point. It's so simple to, to do and hide it. That, that people can hide it and mm. it takes place online and often people can have, um, you know, fake um, gambling accounts, even though that's harder now, I, w- I would acknowledge. Um, and I think there's an interesting feature also in the legislation where there will be um, a formalised um, exclusion register where people who um, who are identified as um, vulnerable or people who have um, gam- gambling um, issues or gambling addictions uh, that they could be placed on what's called the National Exclusion Register. Um, so, look, I mean, the, the legislation is going to be all-encompassing. It will also look at areas of the licensing of, um, um, you know, charitable and philanthropic causes. Uh, that's the whole area of, of, of bingos and lotteries um, that take place um, for, for, you know, to support your, your everyday causes within our communities because a lot of the legislation around that has been uh, very loose for for a number of years and unfortunately has been exploited in some places. Okay, I just want to bring in there um, Michael Geeran, addiction counsellor. What's your reaction to 
uh, I suppose, what we're hearing about the legislation and how you feel about it and, and will it work, do you think? Okay, good, good morning Anne-Marie and good morning Minister and I suppose the first thing I'd like to say is that gambling regulation has been spoken about in Ireland since 2013 um, back in the days when Alan Shatter was Minister for Justice and I suppose we welcome the fact that the legislation was published in the last couple of days um, and it's good to see a number of the safeguards that have been put in place um, in relation to gambling dependence because I'm not sure that the, the public at large understand the, the prevalence and the seriousness of gambling dependence in Ireland where we have services reporting to us that in the last number of years they have seen the number of women that they are providing care to go up by a factor of eight and the number of young men that under 35 that they are providing care to going up by a factor of 20. So that is an indication of the exponential growth that treatment services um, and addiction care services are seeing in terms of problematic gambling. Um, I think the legislation is quite um, broad in in the provisions that it it provides. Um, It is good to see the establishment of the Office of a Gambling Regulator um, and it's good to see that that gambling regulator will have such broad powers and, and the courts will have such high sanctions to impose on people who don't um, go along with the guidelines. However, I suppose the one thing that's bothering us um, in the addiction treatment field is that we'd like to see a rapid establishment of the social impact fund um, in terms of providing money to provide services to people who have gambling addiction problems because at the moment there is no statutory funding stream that I know of at least that um, treatment service providers can access in order to provide services to people with gambling problems. Um, And it's being left to independent charities like the Gambling Awareness Trust who are doing fantastic work in providing funding to organisations who help people with gambling problems. So we hope, while the legislation is a very welcome addition, we hope that it doesn't end up like the UK government who some time ago appointed a regulator but don't appear to have done anything in terms of the social impact fund establishment. What do you think of that, Niall? Well, absolutely. The, and I think it, it, um, it, it's something which is absolutely provided within the legislation. The, the Taoiseach said that himself yesterday uh, at the launch, or, or, or the other day at the launch of the, um, of the bill following the, the government decision. A social impact fund will be created and managed by the authority, um, and it will be funded from, from a levy which will be placed on the industry. And I think that's right and proper. It, it is it is absolutely integral um, to, to, the, to the functioning and the operation of the, um, of the entire legislation and of the gambling regulator. There's no point in bringing in legislation um, which is effectively to, to really assist vulnerable people and people who suffer gambling addiction without having the social impact funds. So, so it will happen. I think it's important to point out also, Anne-Marie, that the, the legislation will prohibit um, by law the uh, use of credit card, um, credit card um, funded gambling, and I think that's very significant. Also yeah, is that a that, is that a big thing, um, Michael? Well, of, of itself, it's an important thing, but it's it's not in the, in the wider context of the legislation. It's one of a number of mm. provisions that we welcome. Like there's not having ATMs as well in certain areas and all of that kind of thing. There's 
lots of little things like like will, will all that make a difference yes collectively the, the, the measures in the bill are all helpful mm. I mean something like children being prohibited from being in places where gambling is taking place um, the establishment of a register where addicts um, having realised that they have a gambling problem can self-exclude um, but it won't a gambler find a way if sir, you have that addiction yes. Certainly, if somebody is intent on gambling, they mm. will always find a way. And I suppose the worry is there are gambling stimuli coming coming to people over the internet now from all sorts of sources. And I'd wonder, strong and all as the legislation is, will it have the power? Because the internet is a worldwide phenomenon, I would imagine a lot of the more unscrupulous providers are existing outside the state. And I'd wonder, will the legislation have the, the jurisdiction mm. and the, 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 the wit? And that's why I was asking about the regulator there as well, Niall, you know, any unscrupulous uh, activity, will that be clamped down on or is this just all law and no action? No, I mean, the, the, gambling, the gambling regulator will, will obviously have um, powers under the, under the Act when, it, when it's enacted to um, re- regulate online activity. Um, that will give them a remit and a responsibility to, uh, and, the, and the capacity to, to work with the internet service providers with the various platforms. Um, look, we're not going to... Any piece of legislation, um, you know, won't uh, stamp out um, everything in its entirety. If you go across any um, addiction issue um, right across society, um, people will find ways of circumventing it. Um, it's about narrowing those ways um, and it's about supporting people um, who do fall into addiction and who do, who do become vulnerable and it's about helping them but it's also about educating and it, it's about removing opportunities um, for gambling companies um, to attract younger people into the whole area of gambling and I, I, I don't know if it's appropriate or not to even use the word grooming um, but, but certainly targeting um, young people um, you know, by virtue of advertising or by promotional um, activities um, so it's about putting a proper structure and a responsible structure around that because, um, you know, as we've been discussing, this has been um, this has been in the works in the Oireachtas since 2013. I remember. Yeah, sure there's been no, no legislation really for years. No, no. I mean, it's 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 a desert really yeah. in terms of, of um, you know you know and you know you have areas of um, uh, casinos and ar- arcade arcade halls and all that area. Um, will fall under um, will will fall under the, the the new remit of the regulator because um, different parts of the country there are different uh, levels of regulation and legislation which impact on for for example your, your your simple you know your simple amusement arcade so all of it has to be streamlined and uh, we have to have a uniform approach right across the country in relation to it and, and I think this legislation will go a long way towards it. Okay. Um Michael, just the reality on the ground in Limerick. Um, wh- what are families up against with people who have this problem? Um, I suppose, look, the, the reality of modern day gambling and the client that we are seeing the most often now at this stage is generally speaking a young man or a young woman who may have a substance dependent issue alongside a gambling dependence issue also. And the, these clients are reporting that the most problematic one of all of these presenting problems to get away from is the gambling, such as the amount of stimuli that they encounter in their everyday living 
And the other point about it is when we do get these comorbid clients and in the event of a relapse, it's almost always the gambling they relapse on. There are big issues with underage gambling. There are huge issues with young people with cocaine problems and online gambling. Um, and it's a very concerning situation. And again, to go back to what I said at the start of the conversation, one particular service has in, has reported over a five-year period a 20-fold increase in people seeking treatment in one of those demographic groups. So that is the type of stark landscape against which this legislation is set. Um, and while I said it's it's very wide, I would hope, first of all, credit to Niall and to the rest of the government because previous governments didn't take this problem on at all. But at the same time, this legislation is only a starting point and it will be important. The implementation of the Social Impact Fund will be hugely important and keeping an eye on the legislation and updating it as required will also be very important. There could be families out there listening right now and it's going on and they're really battling with it and they're listening to us talking about legislation and think to themselves... This is going to do nothing for me right now. What's your advice to them? Well, my advice would be if they have somebody in their family with a gambling problem to seek help. I suppose one of the problems, Anne-Marie, with gambling is that the consequences are so huge by the time the family find out Mm. um, that this is going on, that there is incredible damage done in terms of um, finances and also in some cases in the committing of crimes and that. So it's, it's, its progressive nature is very secretive. The consequences are huge. The mental health impacts are also devastating. So it's a very, very serious societal issue and we're delighted to see it being raised. Okay, listen, that's great. Thank you very much, Michael Gearn, for coming in and also Minister Niall Collins on the line. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.